Welcome to the Parents Place podcast with Hillary and Jen. Welcome to the Parents Place podcast. Um, we have a fantastic question that we were asked um, from a parent, and this is one that I mean, I'll, I'll be a little bit transparent here. This is one that hits kind of close to home <laughs> for myself and my husband because we have had this experience before. Um, so it'll be interesting to discuss. But let me tell you the question. Um, so this parent says, it might seem really silly, but this is hard for me. Um, my kids have no, no being in the very capital large bold letters, <laughs> no similar interests that I had when I was their age. I was so excited and hopeful that my kids would love soccer and there is zero interest in it. It's actually really hard for me. So um, any tips for me to help work through this? Um, Well, I'll tell you that first and foremost, I don't think that this parent is alone (laughs) in this process. I think this happens to lots of parents. And I think it's natural because I think for us as parents, we get this idea of what our kids are going to be like. Um, And maybe, you know, we have this vision pre-children, maybe when they're little and still developing their talents. But we get this idea of what our kids are going to be like in our heads, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think for a lot of parents, they um, see it as... They see this vision of like a mini me, <laughs> right? Like this child, like like I grew up, you know, loving all these things. And so I'm just going to make the assumption that because they're coming from me, they will also love and be gifted in all of these things. And I think more often than not, that is not the case, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and And so it's hard because it's these you know, we create these expectations in our head of what we assume life is going to be like. And more often than not, life is not what we expect it to be. And not that that's a bad thing, but I think sometimes parents um, maybe see that as as a fault, that Mm -hmm. their child didn't follow the path that they had planned out or that they assumed. And so they almost see it as a failure when that doesn't come up, when it's not a failure at all, right? Right. right. I mean, kids are going to decide what they want to do. And in the end, we don't necessarily have full control over that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're going to choose their own path, but that's really hard. It makes um, me think about my uncle and his boys. Now, he has one boy that is just like him, loves to go fishing and hunting and all of this stuff. They've gone on multiple trips together to Alaska to go do the fishing out there and trying to get the biggest fish they possibly can. But then his other son is not like that at all. (laughs) He loved to be in theater in high school, do the plays, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and I'm sure it was really hard for my uncle to figure out how to 
that support him, even though that was not his interest at all. Yeah. So, my husband had a very similar experience with our son. My husband grew up uh, playing baseball. And when I say playing baseball, I wouldn't call it an obsession, but I would say we're pretty close to an obsession. Petering <laughs> on that. Right. But but really, like, that's what they did as a family. They would eat, sleep. I mean, their vacations were planned around baseball tournaments and events. And um, that's how their time was spent, was watching each other's baseball games. And um, and it was funny because I think my husband just envisioned that our son would love playing baseball, too. Right. He would follow mm-hmm. in his father's footsteps. And and we I remember having him in in Little League when he was younger, and he never loved it. There were some times where he didn't mind it, but there was lots of times where we were dragging him to be there. And my husband can pinpoint one very specific (laughs) moment (laughs) when it finally clicked in his head. He was telling me that he had asked his, he had asked my son to go out and play catch. And he didn't want to. My son didn't want to play catch. Um, and and they were out in the yard throwing the ball around. And my husband could tell that my son was just hating it. Mm. <laughs> hating that experience. And it was at that moment that Brad, like, he he came in the house a few minutes after. And he said to me, I'm not going to push baseball on him anymore. And it was like, because I think it finally clicked in his head. Like, Mm -hmm. this is not for him. He doesn't want it. Right? This isn't his interest. And I think for so long, my husband had had this like, father, son, feel the dreams vision, right? (laughs) Of of us playing catch together. Right? This is what you do. This is how we bond. Mm -hmm. This is how I grew up bonding with my dad. Right? And so I think for him, it was coming to that realization that, that, there are other things that my son is good at that loves Mm -hmm. and this may not be it and that's okay right Mm -hmm. we can let this go and and i know for him it was it was hard it -hmm. was hard to let that go um but it was honestly becoming more of a hindrance to their relationship than it was a help and i think Mm -hmm. it wasn't until he saw that that he realized how important it was um, to let that go. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a tricky thing to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. My stepdaughter is like huge into makeup and not just everyday makeup, but like also, um, this past summer she worked at the amusement park here, Lagoon and did all of the, she was on the team to do the makeup for the haunted houses during the Halloween season. And she's she's good at it. It's nothing that I have ever been interested in. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, I put it on so my face doesn't look so red or blotchy or whatever the case may be. And one day she came into my bedroom and she said, well, let's see how you put on your makeup. <laughs> she's tried to do my makeup many times. And <laughs> I will say this, she's much better at putting on herself than she is on others. But... <laughs> Unless it's that theatrical kind of makeup, and then she does a good job. But um, she's like, oh, boy, 
you you really do just slap it on your face, don't you? You're like, and I'm like, as a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I do. I just slap it on there. (laughs) But I always, when she asks to do my makeup and things like that, and I'm just like, oh no. But I'm like, okay, I can do this. You can put on my makeup. And she's 16. She hasn't asked for a minute. So maybe we're out of that, that phase of wanting to put makeup on me. But you know what? How powerful is that? That you said, yes, sure. You can put on my makeup. You can watch me put mine on. You can provide tips and advice and feedback because you knew that that was something that she loved. I hate, hate with a passion playing video games. I am awful at them, right? <laughs> and and my my son thinks it's amazing to play with me. A because I'm horrible, and so he you thinks it's really fun to watch me, right? <laughs> He's like, "Mom, you have no idea what you're doing," and I'm like, "Yes, I know that. I know that, right?" But you know what? We play anyway, even though I am horrible, even though inside, like, I'm cringing because I'm. This is not. This is not my thing. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think we need to find a way to embrace that with our kids. Because if we can't find a way to embrace that, they'll find somebody else, right, mm-hmm. that's interested in it. And chances are that will end up being peers, which isn't a bad thing to have that peer relationship um, and to have those peers with similar interests. But we also want to be part mm-hmm. of that circle where they know that we have just as much interest as those friends do. And so they, they come to us just as often. Mm -hmm. There's powerful lessons that can be taught in that moment of, you know what, mom's really going to try to do the things that I don't like, or she doesn't like to do, but, but she's going to spend time with me. And that's important. I mean, even for teenagers, even though they're not going to say it, They want you to be there at those basketball games, football games, even if you don't like that. But it's a powerful message to be sending to our kids is that we're willing to suck it up and (laughs) and go to these things and And try video games. (laughs) Exactly. I, I I, I agree. I think that that sends a powerful message of I care more about you, right, Mm -hmm. Um, than anything else. But I also think it's a good lifelong skill to help kids to understand that, you know what, you're going to go throughout life and there are some things that you're going to love to do Mm -hmm. and other things that you you don't necessarily mind doing. But then there's also things in life that you don't necessarily enjoy and you do them anyway, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just kind of how life works. I may not necessarily love doing the dishes, but yet here I am every day still doing them. Mm -hmm. And so not that we necessarily have to say to our child, I hate video games, but fine, I guess I'll sit down and do it with you because I have to. But I think our kids know like this probably isn't mom's favorite thing to do. Mm -hmm. Yet here she is. And Mm -hmm. that's really cool. And that says a lot about her. So it's showing up even though you don't like it. Exactly. I think that's a a good reminder. (laughs) Um, And, you know, I don't know about you, Jen, but I have found throughout my life that I can find, I mean, so, so my husband and I were fairly athletic people, you know, and so 
we grew up watching athletics and that's where a lot of our joy came from was watching each other and watching our siblings play athletics and and so that was fun for us but i have found through the years that i can find just as much joy um watching my child perform on the piano mm-hmm. or seeing them excel at school or watching um my daughter give a presentation in our religious group Mm -hmm. and so i think you know so often we get stuck in our head that it's only fun to see our kids make the basket on the basketball team right or it's only fun to watch my child uh, you know um uh, run and track and field but the reality is is i think as parents we can find joy Mm -hmm. watching our kids excel in whatever they are interested in yeah. And maybe that means for you walking, you know, looking at all of, you know, going to your daughter's events where she is, has um, been in charge of the makeup and saying, holy moly, look at these. Like, this is mm-hmm. awesome, right? Yeah. I think the beauty is you find what your child's passion is. And when you see that passion in them, you'll, it, I mean, it, it does wonders on you, right? Mm-hmm regardless of what it is. When your child is able to find something that they love to do and you can see that on their face, that brings a lot of joy. Yeah, and you never know. You know, it might turn out that you do like it after going and being there. Now, my husband's not a child. (laughs) But when we first first got married, he loved football. And so we watched football from the beginning of the season to the end of season. And this not just NFL, it's college football also. And so it was a lot of football. And I've never been one who has ever enjoyed it. But the more I sat there and I watched them with him and I asked questions to figure out how the game was played. And, you know, now it is something that I do enjoy as well. So I feel like that can happen with between parent and child also. Mm-hmm. If we're there watching it, we're asking questions to see how whatever they're doing is played, then it can become something we enjoy as well. Yeah, that's true. I think think a lot of um a lot of it comes from us being educated on what those interests are. I mean, I'll mm-hmm. be honest, I can honestly say that my son is very skilled in video games. And I can honestly say that they are really hard. And it does take a certain skill Mm -hmm. in order to figure out some of these games. A skill that I do not have. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know, it's easy for us as parents to to say to ourselves, ah, it's just a stupid video game, right? No. Like, like there are some people that are very gifted Mm -hmm. in... The, making I don't millions. know if we call it the art of video gaming, but <laughs> making but really, lots of I mean, money playing those video games. Yeah, they have competitions. <laughs> yeah, and they would cream me in mm-hmm. any one of those competitions. Yeah, I, you know, my my daughters dance, and I did not grow up dancing, and I did not have siblings that grew up dancing, and and to me, dancing, I, I'm like. Should I say this on air? (laughs) But growing up, I do not think this today, but growing up, I remember thinking that dancing was almost a lesser sport. Um, Mm -hmm. 
And now my girls are in dance and I see how much work they put into it and I see how much effort and I see how much conditioning and strength training that they do to get to the point that they are. And I have mad amounts of respect Mm -hmm. for dancers and for what they do. And I can honestly say, yes, they work just as hard, if not harder Mm -hmm. than a lot of other individuals. But it took me, like you say, it took me embracing that new world that I did not know anything about. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think as parents, we need to put in that effort. We need to um, be, I, I heard, I read an article that said we need to put ourselves in the role of the reporter, right? Reporters are really good at asking questions, just bouncing questions back and forth. And that's essentially what we do with our kids. Tell me about this. Tell me about that. How does that work? Is that hard to do? How how do you get better at this, right? And just bounce question after question to find out as much information as we can um, so that we can be a part of that with them. You know, the the fact of the matter is, too, and I think this is interesting, we we had a, uh, I remember we were having a discussion about this. Um, with one of my siblings, and uh, we were talking about the good old days, the good old days when, you know, we were kids, and we would ride bikes all day, and we would run around and play at the park, right, and do all the things that we grew up doing, and how our kids don't do that these days, and how they don't have opportunities to do, you know, have these these childhood experiences that we did, and and I think so often we see that as like a disservice that we're offering our kids, that they didn't grow up the way that we grew up and they, they didn't have these same shared experiences. But I think the the reality is, is that they live in a different world than what we lived in. Yeah. And whether it be for better or worse, you know, we're not going to argue that, but for better or for worse, it's it's different. And so I think Kids are going to be raised differently than how we were going to be raised. And kids are going to have different experiences than what we had. And so it's silly to us to try to duplicate what we had versus Mm -hmm. what they have. I mean, in in lots of ways, they're going to have more opportunities than us. But those opportunities are just going to look a little bit different. And I think we need to understand that. Mm -hmm. Understand it and embrace it. Yeah. Exactly. It's not going to change. Yeah. Um, and, and I'll say this without getting too much on my soapbox, because this is a whole other podcast topic. But <laughs> um, I think when it comes to, to, to kids, I think as a parent, one of the best things we can do is to give them as many opportunities. Um, to try different things in their childhood as possible. And obviously that's going to depend on finances and on time and on the resources that are available to your area. But I think, you know what, maybe baseball wasn't my son's thing and that's okay. Let's give him lots of other opportunities to try lots of other sports so that we can hopefully find his thing. 
for him. Yeah. And so I think as as parents, if we can provide as many different opportunities to try things and things in different realms, right, different fields. So not always necessarily the sports related activities, but let's try different things in arts and music and science. Right. Let's get you involved in different programming at school, because who knows your talent may not be in this athletic department, but it might be in the STEM department. And so um, I think, unfortunately, nowadays, parents feel a lot of pressure to um, make decisions for their kids at an early age and then stick to that decision. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I don't think that that necessarily has to be the case. Yeah. We don't necessarily have to have a child that is going to go pro at age five. Yeah. <laughs> like. Give that five-year-old opportunities to try different Mm -hmm. things because maybe he doesn't like that. That's okay. Let's Mm -hmm. try something else. He might want to come back to it at a later Mm -hmm. age, and that's fine too, right? I mean, maybe, who knows? Maybe my son will decide maybe when he's in high school, hey, I think I maybe want to try baseball again a little bit more. And if he does, that's great. And if not, that's just as okay too. But I think let those opportunities come up and let them have those experiences and then let them decide right? What their path is. Yeah. I think along with that, I mean, I think we talked about this on another podcast of um, even though they may not like it, if they're signed up for something yeah, that they learn to finish it, even though they don't like it. Yeah. Um, it's one of those things of showing up. And I yeah. think that's a powerful lesson that needs to go along with that. Let them try lots of things. They don't like it. Okay, we don't have to do it again, but we need to finish out the season or whatever it is. I think most extracurricular activities are more team-based mm-hmm. than they are individual-based in the mm-hmm. high school mm-hmm. kind of thing. And so helping them understand that they are part of a team and we need to finish this. And then we can try yeah. something else. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, you know, <laughs> as hard as it is, I guess my biggest piece of advice is just to embrace who they are. Embrace mm-hmm. who they are as a kid, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's I think that's probably the most powerful message that we can share as a parent is I love you regardless. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and, and it's funny because I think that if you were to ask my husband and obviously I'll ask myself, you know, my husband would probably always prefer to watch my son play basketball over my girls dance. And I would Mm -hmm. probably vice versa right? Mm -hmm. if I had the choice, but guess what? We're both there at every event, even if it's not our thing, right? Mm -hmm. Even if it's not necessarily what we would choose to spend our time doing, we're still going to be there regardless. And I think um, so often we see parents at sporting events where, you know, the dad brings the boys to the sporting event and then the mom brings the girls to the the tumbling or the dance event. And I think how powerful is it if we can reverse those roles? We can mm-hmm. have dad be the one there bringing the girls to the dance event um, and have mom there. Yeah. I I went to, um, my son had a, a basketball game last night and typically 
out of out of schedule purposes, my husband brings him to those games because um, I usually have other work obligations at the time. But I was freed up. My schedule was freed up. So I took him. And it was funny because I was getting ready to leave. And he turns to me and he's like, Mom, you're coming? And I was like, mm. yes. Is that okay? And he's like, well, yeah. And he was so excited. And he was so excited that I had the chance to be there. But it it caught me off guard a little bit because I was like, this shouldn't be a surprise that mm. I'm coming. Like, I should be there if possible. And so it was an interesting experience for me to be like, you know what? I do need to make more of an effort mm -hmm. um, for those activities that don't tend to be my go-to activities. Um, he loved the fact that I was there. And so yeah. it was it was a powerful, um, powerful situation for me to remember mm -hmm. at that involvement factor. That's awesome. I feel like the more we can be part of their lives, you know, other when hard things come along, they're going to trust us because we've been there for them in all of their activities. And, you know, there's lots of ways you can use sports and dance and whatever to kind of teach a concept that may be hard. Um, so there's lots of great things that can come from supporting your kids, understanding what they're doing and you know participating in them when they ask if it's outgoing and shooting some hoops or playing video games or you know the girls go up to dad and say okay we want to dance you're going to be one of you know <laughs> in our dance thing so i think there's lots of lessons that can be learned on both sides well i want to thank everyone to for coming today and hopefully this helped you out just a little bit of you know, maybe embrace some of those things we don't like that our kids do, like video games and whatnot. But definitely embrace them and enjoy that time with your children. We thank you and we'll see you back here next week. Remember to be kind and patient with yourselves. Thank you for listening to the Parents Place podcast. If you would like to reach us, you can at parents at thefamilyplaceutah.org or you can reach Jen on Facebook, jendaily-thefamilyplace. Please check out our show notes for any additional information. Our website is thefamilyplaceutah.org if you're interested in any of our upcoming virtual classes. We'd love to see you there. Because they are, for most, uh, um, oh, what a, most, eh, what am I trying to say? Extracurricular. There we mm -hmm. go.